0: To Animal Chat, an Alberta FPCA podcast where we talk about animal welfare, animal behavior, and animal protection. I'm your host, Dan Kobe, and thank you for listening and for being passionate about animal welfare in our province. Today, we're going to talk about cat traps, which tends to be a bit of a lightning rod issue, but we're going to wade in anyway. With warmer weather, cats will be out roaming and they'll be getting into flower gardens and such, and this will, of course, upset a lot of people and some will resort to trapping. While trapping a cat on your property is the right of the property owner, there are legal considerations as the person doing the trapping can be charged if the cat comes to be in distress while it has been trapped. Joining me today to talk about this is our Provincial Supervisor of Animal Protection Services, Peace Officer Stuart Dodds. Stuart, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Don. Thank
0: you. Today's topic requires a little bit of a setup. First... As an organization, we promote that cats remain indoors. They live longer, healthier lives when they're indoors. While outside, they're at risk of predation, of being hit by cars, subject to the elements, and they can cause a lot of death with birds and rodents in the area. That said, we know many people do allow their cats out, so that's why we're talking about it today. Next, bylaws around maintaining control of your pets are the responsibility of the municipality, not the Alberta SPCA. Many cities and towns have cat bylaws, but many more do not. Regardless of whether your municipality has a cat bylaw, your neighbours have the right to expect community cats do not come onto their property. And if the cats do, they have the right to trap them. We also want to mention that there are many options for dealing with unwanted cats on your property other than trapping.
1: Exactly. um, There's various ways, just even scaring the cats away from the property Uh, We often recommend somebody just gets a small spray bottle with water and spray the cat and that normally will be sufficient to scare the cat away. Um, And again, just making a lot of noise, uh, spray the cat with a small amount of water, won't do any harm. The cat will be scared, the cat will run off and the cat will quickly learn that's not the place to go because that guy will be spraying me with water. And obviously as as you're all aware, the cats don't like being, most cats don't like being wet uh, and again, if somebody if somebody there just with a small spray bottle of water and catches the cat in their flower bed and sprays it and again, loud noise, yeah, get away, get away, whatever. This cat, the cat will, will pick that up very quickly and avoid that garden or that uh, yard setting.
0: All right, so today's topic though is cat traps. And we do get calls about people concerned about people trapping and harming cats. So the first point to make is if you trap a cat on your property you are now legally responsible for the welfare of that cat based on the language in the Animal Protection Act here in Alberta.
1: Yes, Alberta, sorry, the Animal Protection Act of Alberta deals with uh, all domestic animals and livestock animals in in its entirety. But yes, if you have a live trap, which can be purchased or sometimes rented from the cities or municipalities, uh, which catches the cat's live there is a requirement that you must provide care for that animal at all times. So we can get into, uh, I think, the uh, you know, the actual performing of ca- trapping the cats and how long you should be checking these cats on a regular interval. But yes, there is a requirement because if that cat becomes injured or actually uh, is caused stress or distress, or you cause that animal to be dis- in distress for any period of time, then you could face charges under the Animal Protection Act.
0: And you mentioned live traps, probably good to mention that uh, live traps are the only types of traps people are allowed to use if they're trying to catch a cat on their property.
1: Yes, yeah, so it has to be, it's a manufactured uh, live trap which is large enough for the species um, and I say a lot of the municipalities that have bylaws will sometimes rent out those traps uh, but yeah, it has, to be, it has to be that type of live trap, none of these, you know, um, foothold traps, anything like that, snares, is, not, is, is actually illegal know for that purpose
0: so uh, you mentioned it but if uh, you trap a cat you are now responsible for maintaining that cat's health and welfare keeping it safe until the cat has moved on to the next step and all sorts of things come into play including weather conditions and such
1: exactly um this time of year it's very pleasant very warm um but again, you 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 have the cat coming into your yard in January. Then again, you have to take that into consideration. You have to take into not just the weather situation, but you have to take into the the location. Um, again, it's it's a very it's a very emotive subject that obviously someone will be very proud of the of their yard or their garden. So again, people, unfortunately, people will take various steps to hide these traps. So it it makes <clears throat> it makes that really fall into scrutiny because obviously people the neighbours will become very uh, very sort of suspicious of activities Um, and like I say people people could go to their neighbours and say look you know let's talk about if you have these cats you know we can maybe come to some other arrangement but yes they have to take into consideration the duration the cat may be in the trap uh, the weather conditions and again if they're gonna you know people it's no good setting a trap to catch the neighbor's cat, and then you're going to be out all day because you know you need to be monitoring the trap on a regular basis.
0: And I'll get to that topic a little bit more in just a moment, but um, you, you mentioned the cold weather, um, the same would apply on a really hot day. You can't have the cat out in the beating sun in a trap for hours,
1: exactly. Um, like I say, yeah, you, you know, you got a cat that's in a trap and it's severe, severely cold temperatures. Uh, which is going to cause distress. But yes, in middle of July and August, when the, sometimes the temperatures could be plus 20, you know how how long it takes, and it doesn't take very long to get you know get distressed yourself when you're sitting in the in, especially in the breaking sun. So um, there's a whole aspect, and I think this is the, some of the problem that people don't realise when they decide, okay, that damn nuisance cat is going to, you know, I'm going to do something about it, and they might do the right thing as you can get in a trap, but they don't take this all into consideration about the weather, the climate and whatever whatever situation is, could arise
0: i think we probably sometimes forget if we're frustrated about a, an animal that is unwanted on our property we people may be inclined to forget that this is a living breathing animal that deserves compassion it's not uh, that there's something wrong with that particular cat the cat's just being a cat as a society it's our job to make sure that animals are treated humanely and with compassion and respect
1: Exactly. Um, like I say, cats by nature, they're a roaming creature. So yes, a lot of people keep the cats indoors, but some people have the cats out. So a cat is, is just doing what it does by nature. And there's no malicious intent by the cat. The cat is just doing its thing. Um, and again, people can, if they understand this, they can maybe come to some understanding with the neighbours. But again, they, they can take other steps uh, to deter these cats from coming on the property. Um, but again, they must be aware that they are fully responsible for that well-being of that animal if they do trap it, and that, that's, that's what they have to be aware of.
0: So you would suggest that if someone is is uh, setting up a trap that they only do so when they're at home so that they can check on the trap?
1: Yes, because really, like you see, you don't want to set it uh, sort of like nine ten o'clock at night and then just leave it there all evening. Because again, if the cat, say the cat trap is set it between the house and the, uh, and the garage, then if the cat... Gets in that trap at say 10 o'clock, and you've just gone in the house and you're gone to bed. That leaves it open one to the elements, the weather, but also you could have other predators coming round. And that cat's going to sit in this small metal cage and be terrified. Um, then you get up at sort of eight o'clock the next morning. And that cat's sat there all all night in the cold or in even you know in the wet, um, and it's been it's been left to the elements, and it's it's not very very you know. It's not it's not good for the individual it's not very you know the cat is probably in a lot of distress at that point so my recommendation would be if, you, if you're if you going to go this route would be to set it up just a short period of time in the daytime when you're at home and you can check on that trap you know fairly regular
0: and before you set the trap um, it's important to have a plan in your head on, on what you're going to do with the cat once you catch it Beforehand, probably the worst time to to start thinking about what your options are is once you have the cat in that trap.
1: Yeah, and you can find out, uh, you know, from your local town and city whether they have a, a, a bylaw, whether they have a pound facility, um, and what your options actually are under the Animal Protection Act and under, you know, under the codes for use of the cat trap. So yeah, plan it all out and have a have a plan as to when, if you do catch that cat, what you're going to do with it.
0: So there are only three options. Um, the first option, if you catch the cat, is that you can release it.
1: You can release the cat. Um, you can return it to the owner if you know who the owner is, or you take it to the pound or you know a, a, an animal shelter that will accept the cat on your behalf. They're basically the three, the three options.
0: So releasing it would seem to be um, a little odd to people as in they're just returning the cat to do the same thing but as our, we previously discussed trapping it might be and, and releasing it might be enough to uh, ensure that cat doesn't want to come back into your yard
1: yeah that's probably the deterrent like spraying it with water it's going to be have enough fear or it's going to be frightened enough knowing that if it goes into this yard again there might be the same situation so um that's probably the best bet in the situation. I would just say, look, if you catch the cat and it becomes a problem, release it and hopefully it won't come back again. Or if you know there's a, it's who the cat is owned by, take it back and release it to the, you know, give it back to that owner. Um, alternatively, take it to a humane society or a shelter or a pound that will, will accept them. You know, do not, do not take them out in the middle of nowhere and release the cat because that's where you're going to get into a lot of problems if, if, if you're found out.
0: Going back to the returning the cat to the owner, if you know who the owner is, um, that's hopefully uh, will help create a conversation where the the owner will realize that their cat is being a nuisance and, and hopefully take steps to make sure this doesn't happen again.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, there's always that fear that the owner you could get into a, a dispute with that person, but again, if you explain, if you if you're upfront and open and explain the reason why, and it you know it. it they, hopefully that person will be reasonable and understanding. And also, if uh, you're returning their cat to them, it, it actually points out that you're, you're being reasonable as well yourself.
0: And the third option was taking it to the municipal animal control shelter. Um, this is where checking in advance is very important because they're not open 24-7. Uh, you need to know if you catch it on a on a weekend. Are they going to be able to accept it or will they accept it at all? Because not all municipalities do.
1: Exactly. So they say some, some have cat bylaw, many don't. And uh, even if they have a pound or a shelter, they may not have a cat pile, so they, again, they may not take take the, the cat in if it's owned, or even if it's classed as a stray. So there's a there's a lot of homework to do before you just do this. It's not a willy nilly thing. Oh, I'm going to go and get a trap from UFA or rent a trap from somewhere and just get rid of this damn cat because that's not not an option. You need to plan it out because again, you're you're open to you know, being investigated and possible charges under the Animal Protection Act, if nothing else.
0: And you touched on this, but we'll explore this one a little bit more. One of the options for dealing with uh, the cat, if you catch it, is not, I must emphasize, not to take it somewhere else and just let it go. That's not fair to the cat. It's
1: not fair to the cat, but also that's where you leave yourself open to you know to investigation and again if that cat is found later on and you have abandoned that cat um, you know and it's proved that you abandoned that cat willfully then obviously you've caused that animal great distress so you, you do face the likelihood of being charged under the Animal Protection Act and or the criminal code.
0: That was going to be my next question so you're very good at leading me into these Stu that um, there are two different pieces of legislation uh, there is the Animal Protection Act uh, here in Alberta, and there is the Criminal Code of Canada, and both may apply depending on what happens to the cat. Explain the difference between the two pieces of legislation.
1: Yeah, the Animal Protection Act is the provincial act that deals mainly with the, the with the owner or the person ordinari- ordinarily in charge. Now, obviously, saying that, you're not the owner, but you've basically made that animal your charge because by trapping the cat you're the person ordinarily in charge. So you've you've actually performed that act of dominance over the cat, so therefore you've taken taken charge of that animal. So that's where you could be charged with the Animal Protection Act. And also the, another section of that is no no person shall cause distress. So again, the two run hand in hand. But the criminal code um, would be enforced by the RCMP and that again is a willful act that you're deliberately setting out to either do harm to that animal and/or you know take away somebody's property, because again you know you see your situation is the the cat is owned by somebody. If you know who that owner is and you're maliciously trapping that cat to do harm to the cat, you're taking away somebody's property. So again, there's a whole other aspect of if the RCMP wanted to look at the the aspect of the the cat as property, and therefore you have removed somebody's property without their permission. So there's a whole other aspect of the criminal code as well that you could face charges under.
0: And when you catch that cat and release it into a rural environment, uh, say if you take it to a country road and let it go, you're essentially taking an animal that does not have the skills to survive on its own and essentially giving it a death sentence, pretty close to it.
1: Exactly, because it's an environment, the cat, uh, yes, cats by nature, they're a roaming creature and you'll see them you know, stalking and hunting birds and prey, but there's not that's in a, a almost like an area or environment they they know. Now you take a cat, 20 mile away, and drop it off in the middle of nowhere. Then that cat is just left to its own devices, and it's it's not it doesn't know the area, and it's not really, you know, it's not really that hard way to live as a wild cat. So yeah, you you're basically almost condemning that cat to a miserable existence, if not death.
0: Going back to the Animal Protection Act. Um if uh, someone may say that I, I, if the cat came to be harmed in the process that they didn't mean to, it was an accident, they can still be charged under the Animal Protection Act under that circumstance. Correct?
1: Yes, again, because they've they've taken it upon themselves to trap this cat. So say once they've once they've caught that cat, they're responsible for its well-being. Whether they like the cat or whether they don't like the cat, they're still responsible, you know, for providing that care for that animal. Until they can hopefully just give it back to the owner or to a, to a pound without uh, any any harm coming to the animal.
0: It doesn't have to be intentionally harmed; accidental still counts.
1: Yes, because again, it could be accidental. But again, it depends on what the ac- how the accident was occurred and what they did to correct it. Now, if it if it if the cat is accidentally injured whilst in the trap, and it was say injured around ten o'clock in the morning, but you decided. I'll teach it a lesson and I won't do anything for three or four hours. And then you take it to the local pound or you take it to the, the local vet and that animal has been badly injured. Again, that's, the, that's where you've caused that distress and you've prolonged that distress to, or you allowed that distress to go on. And we
0: have opened investigations into circumstances similar to what we're talking about this year alone. Uh, I, I, I'm aware of a handful off the top of my head and, and I think you probably are as well.
1: Yeah there's always uh, you know complaints of all aspects but again many people will say you know the neighbours has, has trapped and stolen their cat and or taken the cat off or they've seen them loading a, a, a cat trap in the back of the car with a cat inside and it looks familiar to their cat and of course they've never seen their cat again and the person's drove off and two hours later they've come home without the uh, cat trap and anything else so it always leads to the question what's happened to that individual cat and You know, so you open the investigation. Um, Sometimes it's successful where you can locate where the cat has gone. But if, uh, unfortunately, it's one of the situations if they have taken it out in the middle of nowhere, you know, you need the evidence to prove it. But certainly, uh, you're going to be, you know, doing the investigation and investigating the uh, allegation to the fullest.
0: So to wrap it all up, if you're a cat owner, keep control of your pet. If you're a property owner who has a problem with free roaming cats try to dissuade the animals from your property first and foremost if you decide to trap a nuisance cat do so with the welfare of the cat in mind ensure no harm comes to the cat after all it's a living animal and it deserves to be treated with kindness and compassion and respect just like any other animal whether it's wildlife or other owned animals uh, here in alberta
1: correct and uh, yeah just do do the homework first and find out Again, do the research, find out where where you can take these cats, you know which is lawful and incorrect um, but yeah, just just be careful and be aware of uh, the consequences to any severe actions.
0: We've talked about this on the Albert SPCA Facebook page before, and we know that it uh, it is a very emotional issue on both sides uh, and it probably will be. Uh, with this podcast as well but we want people talking and and having these conversations and hopefully the issue can be dealt with in most cases without any harm ever coming to the cats Uh, Stu thank you very much for coming on to Animal Chat and and talking about this uh,
1: emotional but important issue okay thank you very much Dan thank you It's it's been my pleasure
0: there was a lot of information here, so we'll be sure to make sure that it is repeated on our show notes section of our website. That's albertaspca.org slash news slash podcasts. On our next edition of Animal Chat, we're heading into the summer vacation season, Lots of families will be looking to make holiday plans, especially with COVID vaccinations on the rise. People are very much hoping to be able to enjoy the summer and uh, get away from their house that they've been cooped up in for so long. If you're looking for a boarding facility for your pet, we'll talk about what things you need to look at when searching out for that ideal facility. Thank you for listening to our Alberta SPCA podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please let others know, and we'll be back with another episode in two weeks.